Thanks for listening to the Stimulate Run podcast. If you like what you hear, remember to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. If you would like to get in touch or have questions for the panel, please make contact by email or slide into the DMs on any of the social channels. Here's your host, Erwin, with panel members Wayne, Sandy, Jackie and Darren. Okay. Okay. Blank screen. Then I can misbehave. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're live. Okay, so I should have left that rolling for all the listeners just to give them a bit of a sneak peek. So just before we do an intro, I, I, one day everybody who's listening to this, I'm just going to start it rolling as soon as we get on and have a bit of a pre-chat to give you a sneak peek into behind the scenes. So I just ask everybody to drop their cameras so we can um, all focus. So welcome everybody to episode number 40 of The Longest Road to Comrades, which is becoming shorter. We're almost within the second half of the race, I reckon. Um, so it is almost time to really knuckle down and get busy. Welcome in a car driving back from the wonderful Southwest, Jackie. Hello, everybody. And on the beautiful, should I say sunny? I'm not sure what the weather like. I haven't checked, but we've got Sandy, Wayne, yeah. and Darren on the East Coast. Hi. Good Hello. All right. So we've probably got a little bit of digest, but as usual, you know, this could go anywhere. Um, with things, and we'll take it where it comes and enjoy the company for the next probably two hours. Let's be honest, hey? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, we'll introduce a new segment today as well, which will be we haven't really given a name, but we're going to help our novice friends out there. So, each one of us will probably just give anywhere from one to three little snippets of advice or um some help things that you wouldn't have heard some might be obscure some might be pretty obvious and we'll keep doing them throughout every episode wayne and i jumped in to clear some of the listener questions in the week so listen to that if you get a chance to but to stop me rambling on we will get darren to have a chat congratulations mate on your pb recently at canberra marathon um total deserved uh rewards for your efforts so Firstly, congratulations on behalf of all of us, but tell us all about it. Oh, thank, thanks for that. It's, um, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was really happy with the, with my result, but, you know, it's all about a number and it's, it's a little bit ridiculous. Um, but of course I, I wanted to get sub three and, um, that didn't happen for me, but, um, I, I'll just go back a little bit and, um, because all, there's, I'm always learning, and um, one of the things that I'm learning is, that, of course, it's all about the training, but there's so much more involved, and everything's got to be sort of right for you on the day. So um, if I go back to the, our last podcast, and we had three weeks to go to Canberra, um, and um, I topped the week with 154 Ks, um, next one, then we went into taper 94 k's and then down to 40 k's on the race week and and then the, then the 42 for the for the race which um i just sort of like to point that out you know people wondering what what sort of k's you do to get to what you know the level i'm at um coming back um three weeks after um, I just did a, a 44 Ks in the first week. I, I even questioned that when I was looking at my Strava's like 44, what, what the hell, what was going on? But 
we had a, a bit of a tragedy at home and a few things and traveling and that so otherwise that would have been more like um maybe 60. um then the next week 67 so we're just gradually building up and this week was supposed to be about 100 and i did 114 because um would i got invited to with sandy to, and um to go on a run which i'll cover in a minute um just going back to what i was talking about i was reasonably happy with my bounce back and we, which is maybe not the words that you guys are used to hearing what you call it when you're after a race but that's that's how i think of it um the first interval sessions i had was only in this week and um other than missing one of my sets, half half the set, because I'm just I had um, pace then walk, pace then walk, and I'm walking along and I looked at my watch and it's like holy crap I'm supposed to be running so <laughs> I um had walked halfway through the the set so I don't know how that was possible but anyway um um and going into that because I had, I'd had almost three weeks off um since you know of doing any real pace work i was i was a bit nervous about how i was going to perform because in the in the lead up to the race you know i had lots of um interval work and i was i was getting quite happy with what i was churning out and then i'm thinking if i can't get back there what's going to happen you know where's my running going to go so so that yeah caused me to be a bit nervous so um I kind of didn't didn't really stick to the um, time that I was supposed to do. I, I didn't really look at my watch. I just listened for the beep and went as hard as I could, um, you know, for that distance. And so that, that worked out all right. Um, what else have I got? Oh, Thursday's tempo session. Um, I was really happy with that. So it's not like I destroyed myself on the first pace day. It, it seems to be, you know, I'm dealing with it okay. Um, then Saturday intervals, I, I created a, um, a segment, which is a mile long, and I actually created it in a spot where people have um, the, what's called the Burley Swim Run, which is not such a good thing. So, um I, I went out there to try to get the crown for that and I didn't even come close, but it's something I'm just going to work at for, for a while and, and keep, you know, um, tapping away. But um, yeah, so that was a little bit disappointing and, and it had me realizing that, you know, well, I've done two pace sessions already in the first week back and this is the third one. And I was sort of probably expecting too much of myself. And, and I could really feel it at the um, in the later halves of the mile, the later end of the mile. That it's like you know, I'm I'm struggling aerobically. So, um, and once I didn't get my little target, I just yeah whatever. And I didn't, I wasn't fussed with the the other sets. I just I didn't put in 100%. But um, that's another little learning curve. Um, Sunday's long run that was today um um 
that was Sandy and um, invited me out to run down to the border and and one of our um, long term listeners, Chris McTaggart, come along. Um, Sandy invited um, Sue Phillips and um, Guy Ranger and Rad Mindy, so it was all a, a good um, bunch of people. And I'm used to just running on my own all the time, so I was sort of really keen for that. But um, but they were meeting at Talabudra, and it's like, well, how, how am I going to get there? We're going to have two cars there when my wife comes. So I thought I'll just run there, and and that topped my week out by an extra 14 k's doing that. But um, I checked with Tina, and she said, "Yeah, no problems. You do what you like." So I was ha- I was happy with that. Um, anyway, so that's that's where we're at, where we're at now. Um, coming down to the Canberra Marathon, it was a, it was a, I don't know if it was a balls up from the start or not, but we we had it in our head that we didn't want to fly to Canberra because we wanted to avoid COVID. And we've managed to avoid it so far. So we thought, you know what, let's just um, drive. And so we drove down there and we took a few days. But I think it took its toll sitting in the seat of the car for that long. Because, you know, it's a good, I think it's um, 11 hours plus to get all the way down there. And... um, Oh, sorry, I just got a bit of a distraction there. Anyway, so we're um, um, we we drove down there and we arrived in Canberra Friday night, and and I I um had a conversation with Tina and I said I'm just not feeling the bounce like I have before before races, and I sort of I tried to ignore that a little bit. So Saturday we organised hydration, we did we set up drops um. You know, similar to what Wayne showed me last year, where you only need a small bottle, you don't need the big 600 mil. <laughs> and um, and so we we got some um, uh, like race tape, bright pink, and and put it around the bottles and wrote the number on it. And um, took it down to the expo to have it put on the tables. And they were going to put it at nine, twenty-five, and thirty-eight. Um, so with that all sorted, um, arranged dinner at the hotel and for for six thirty. But we didn't eat until seven thirty. So already we're trying to just don't get stressed, you know, chill out. And but yeah, really things are starting to go wrong already. Um, we went to bed early to be woken up. By the room next door, bang on their door, They're banging their doors, you know, constantly, and you know we we're getting pretty cranky, and but it turns out their door was was faulty and they they couldn't get in and all sorts of things. Um, anyway, we I I try to get back to sleep, and then at one fifteen a.m. Virginia's Garmin, um, it's got a Vivo three, I think it is touch, the alarm goes off. And, and like a few swear words went and um and in the panic to find the source of the noise we're trying to work out what what's going on she's um hit find my phone and if you ever used find my phone it gives you a major screech and we 
what the hell's going on? And we thought it was reception corners to um, talk about the people next door or something. And anyway, <laughs> so we, we got all over that. We, we seem to have the worst um, pre-race nights. It just follows us around. But um, in the morning, it was all normal again. You know, luckily I, I thought that I'd get back to sleep pretty quickly. Um, up at 4.30, showered, oats, banana for breakfast, hydrolite. And leaving for the start line. Um, but due to the fact that dinner was so late, um, I couldn't go to the toilet. So <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to hear that, but anyway, but I decided to take two gastro stops instead of one to make sure that we're not going to have a problem halfway through the race. And I didn't have a problem halfway through the race. So that was really good for that, but I didn't have a problem until about three or four days later. So uh, my advice, don't take two gastro stops. Um, next um, little hiccup. I, um, pre-race week, I was arming and arming with shoes the whole time. I get down to the, in the priority start, pretty chuffed that we're sitting there at the start line, and with my vapor flies on, look around, and ev most people are wearing alpha flies, and I, I just had the feeling that you know it might be too far for me to wear alpha flies on the marathon. So, I'll, yeah, well, anyway, that was a, that was a bit of a um, learning curve. Um, I was first off the line. Um, I hit 324 pace around in the corner. There was probably half a K in, and I'm looking down at my watch and go, ah, oh, shouldn't be doing this. It probably wasn't even half a K, 400 metres. So I started backing off, and everybody's just going around me. And um, I thought, no, that's, you know, keep things going right. Don't get carried away. And um, ended up the first 10 Ks, stayed on pace. Everything was great. You know, I was actually sitting on sub 410 pace and I was feeling really good and it wasn't sort of too much effort. Um, that, and that included stopping at 9 Ks at the hydration table to search for my drink bottle that was not there. So I was a little bit devastated, but um, tried not to panic. Um, I just moved on, um, but I'd already passed all the other drink options. So as in, even you come up to the tables and the first table was water, then um, electrolytes, and then your personal drops. So your personal drops not there, you got nothing now. So, um, but it had only been the nine Ks in. I thought, no, nah, that's, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And I tried not to let it um, throw me too much. I, um, yeah, I was, I was watching my splits every, every K. I didn't um, go and set my watch to pace pro or whatever, race pro or whatever it was. I just um, watched it each K and I was pretty confident that I was, um, everything was going to plan. And, you know, there was a, some Ks I'd be well under, but they were downhill, you know, and then you'd have a, 
an uphill and, and that'd take, you know, 10 or 20 seconds back off you. And I said, well, that's, that's all good. I'm still sitting nicely on the right pace. Um, I picked up a running buddy at about 20 Ks, as in just we started running together and not chatting too much, just the odd word. Um, and we stuck together for about 32 till 32 Ks. Um, at the 25K, hydration drop again. Same story, no personal bottle, tried not to swear. Um, triple check, check the table. Um, probably lost a good 20 seconds searching the table. It's like, where how is it? You know, it's it's bright pink tape on it with your number, and it just wasn't there. Um, so, um, be, but because I was running with this other guy, I, I, once I pulled out of there, I could run up to um, the spot that I should have been at because he, he, I could see where he was. So I could just put that extra effort in there and I caught back up to him pretty quickly. So confident I didn't really lose any time, only a little bit of effort. Um, so coming along to about the 30K mark and super confident that I'm on pace and and I was going for, you know, a bit of a margin under three. And the sub three bus came past. And I was just so confident that I was just like, oh, they're going way too fast. And I, I just let them go. And I thought, these guys are going to all blow up. They're just moving along too much and too fast. And we still had some hills and whatnot. But um, obviously... They were on track and I was wrong, which is, um, you know, run your own race and until someone's passing you, I guess. I don't know. So I was a little bit um, peeved by that. Um, and so I, I, my little, my running buddy, um, who I, I didn't ask his name because I tried not to talk to too much to anybody, but um, I left him at about 32 and um, picked up the pace and and the plan was to hold my pace until 32 and then dig in you know with a gradual increase um, for the way home and in the end I found I actually slowed even though I was putting in so much pay, extra effort and that was a little bit um, and, you know making me cranky and um, my wife was at about the 37k mark and, and that gave me a bit of a spurt. So it, it really, really does help when someone's out there cheering you on. And, um, you know, she, she says I could see it in her eyes because she knew I was sort of behind time. But, um, you know, when, when I ran this course once before, it was the 50k course. And even though it's very similar, you when you're that much at slower pace, I didn't appreciate the hills as much as this time. And um, so at one stage I looked at my watch and um, in in the last, within the last four Ks or so, and I got down to five minute K pace. And I was like, oh, this definitely, I'm not gonna get there. And um, cause I was, you know, trying every bit I had. I had another drink uh, stop set for 38 Ks, but, you know, it, it wasn't there again. And and I kind of thought it's too late at 38 Ks. I'm not really 
it's not going to help me now. It's too, you know, so um, but I, I definitely had a proper look, and yeah, don't I don't know how to. I I, I didn't want this to be an excuse either, but um, it, it's certainly a big lesson. That definitely yeah, hydration um made a big difference. At, at the end of the race, I was completely trashed. Not 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 like I've finished before where you could still um still jump in the air that I, I'd given it every hundred percent. And and I think that the lack of hydration was the big factor there that just made me completely trashed. And um yeah, so I I only ran over about um forty six seconds on my Strava, but um the course was a little bit longer, so it was um, two two minutes over, two minutes something. But yeah, so that that's it, and I just have to queue up and do it again sometime. Cool. So, well, <laughs> did I go on for too long? No, you, you had some <laughs> prep, mate. So I'm actually going to congratulate you for sort of preparing. Oh. Nice work, very in depth. Um, and you gave oh, yeah. us an armchair ride, like that's what people want. So and you didn't hold anything back and cut anything out. But um, look, <clears throat> at the end of the day, like, I kind of work backwards. Um, you ran a PB. Like, that's you improve. That's all we can ask whenever we line up, right, is that we yeah. improve. Um, I, 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 I do think that, you know, once you, you know you're going to lose, you're not going to get the time that you wanted. You sort of, by the time you've got to the line, you've already convinced yourself that, hey, this is all right. You've done your best. But that's how, because I've never crossed the line and been bitterly disappointed, you know, yep. even even though, you know, oh, shit, I wish I had got it. But, um, you know, um, it's just, it is what it is, and that's racing as well, you know, and that's why I, I, after reading, listening to myself ramble there, and I thought, oh, it sounds so much like an excuse, but, you know, that, that's what racing is, isn't it, you know? Well, you know um, what it is? It shows that you have goals and you've got ambition and it's good to be disappointed because it means you're going to keep turning up. If you, you know, if there's not that little ounce of disappointment, then you're going to rest on your laurels. Like you now put your shoes back on and you get hungry again. So like, I think it's really good to see. And the way you recovered, you were compared to previously where you're kind of hanging out to go out and do a hundred K week again the next week. Like you were happy. I know that you had a lot of things happen, but to go 40, 60 and build again, that's the right way to do it because you respected the recovery phase. So it's just the learning in two years of us doing this again, like for you to, I remember last marathon, I said to you, what have you learned? And you couldn't answer. Whereas now, <laughs> but like, whereas now you actually said before we could ask, right? So for me, that's bigger than like, I heard something in the week about you need to learn the marathon and you've done what, three or four. So like I was saying to Wayne in the week, it took me 10 goes to break four hours. Like, it's just one of those things. Wayne, how, how many times did it take you to break three? Sandy, how many, you know, like Jackie as well. It's one of those things that there's like 1% of people that come out. Andy Buchanan, an elite Aussie guy, came out and ran 212 on debut. That is like not even 1% of runners that does that. Um, yeah. So the fact that you're already chipping away and so close like, yeah, now you just put those learnings in. Um, I had a few things. <clears throat> so, like, 
I will kind of give you a bit of a, a tap on the shoulder for the, the hills. Like 250 meters over a marathon is not that bad. Um, but interestingly... <laughs> well, well, that, that was the theory that I had too. Yeah, but, but interestingly... But you, you do feel them in the end. That's That was the, the funny bit. But. Yeah, so my question for you then is, like, I just had a look. You did that, like, your training, do you think you will now incorporate hillier runs into your train, like your long runs? Because, for example, that 154K week, you did 450 metres elevation. So, in a way, if you pump that up, like I know my rule has always been for every 100 to 1,000, say if you pump that up into your normal, even long run, do you th is that something that you look at doing? Um, oh, yeah, definitely, especially with comrades, um, the next target, then that that's the hills are, are going to be factoring in there, big, much bigger, you know. So, but even for a marathon, though, do you think that you would identify and go, oh, maybe, you know, I think we mentioned on the previous episode, for a long run, just duck away from the nice, flatter surface for a while? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do try to incorporate some hill, but it, it does depend on, you know, which way I decide to go and where we decide to meet at the finish and, and things like that, but... Um, but yeah, hill, hills are definitely going to be coming back into it a bit more. Yeah, and I think like yeah. I was looking, going absorb mileage, tick, um, got new, you your head around nutrition. Like you started to think about it, right? Like even in the last episode, even though we planted the seed, like you started to think about it and go, okay, well this is what I possibly need to do, and so that's a tick, and you get a PB tick. Um, the flying in is a tricky one, like totally kind of get it don't get it but you know i can imagine how much uh stress now that kind of brings you know your night night before was just sounds horrific oh, to we, anyone. we seem to be a magnet for that and, <laughs> and, um, I mean, you know that yeah so and Ooh. then i was going to say in hindsight hearing you mention about the uh three-hour bus um, just because you mentioned you went out in, you mentioned you went out in four. Sorry, Wayne, I'm still your question. You went out in four ten, right? So that's two fifty five pace. So, like, can you give us an insight into what the goal time was um, before I ask the next part of the question? Uh, so what was your goal time? Two fifty six. Cool. Yeah. All right. And, so, and yeah. that was, you know, with the thought of there's a buffer there, so when things don't go right, um, I've you know, if I was trying to cut it dead fine, then obviously I'll, you know, it, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. So, okay. so that that was the whole meaning of that. And and, but I did have plans of the coast to do that, and then to take shave more off if I had if I had the ability at the end. Yeah. No, because I just thought it wasn't if there. it was if it was closer to three, then I, my question was going to be, oh, was there a reason why you didn't just sit off them and let them do the work for? 30k like you know just sit on the couch and let them do everything um but if you were going to be ahead of them all along then i understand but um yeah that kind of rules out that yeah, part of well, the question because the course goes back and forth and you know loops around everywhere and i could see these guys out you know behind me and every time we went around a loop and then when we got out to the the round of 30k out on that um highway that's when they came past and we yeah it's shaking my head. It's like, wow. So 
what's going on now? And, um, you know, I, I should have just said, you know what, I better just get in front of them or stay in front of them. But I didn't. Yeah, I, or I, sit I was, off. I was cold, and, I was, and I was thinking about not, you know, no, behave yourself. Don't do not do something silly. Don't change your race plan. Mm. Don't, you know, you don't want to blow up at the end. And But anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah it no, won't just, go down yeah. that way again. <laughs> um, no, cool. So that's me. Like, oh, oh, the last one was that I'm really happy to hear you ran with a group, especially your long run, um, because it just kind of takes the thinking away and you can just cruise, right? Like this morning you would have cruised. So you, what do you run that at? Like five and a half minute K. So you got to your long run, did a whole week's worth of mileage, and then you just would have realized you got to the end and long run done. Um, so I know that for you, you haven't done many group um, long runs in a long time. So I think that was pretty cool to see that you've just been able to do that once in a blue moon. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's all from me. Yeah. yeah, and I think we're going to try to do those a bit more often, you know, to for comrades. Yep. For our Sunday long runs. But um, I, I did go a bit faster in the first bit because I had to go meet them <laughs> and then I... I had to go. To, I knew I'd have to go to the toilet, and I got there, and I, I didn't want everyone standing around waiting for me. So I thought I'll, I'll get there and go to the toilet. And sure as eggs, I I just got there. Oh, cool. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> All right, that's enough from me. I've stolen enough of your time. Um, anybody else <laughs> want to jump in? No, it's the same thing. I was talking to Darren. Darren, these guys who do pacing on the buses are on the money. <laughs> So what, what yeah. made you think that they're going too fast? Ah, uh, the, uh, the only time experience. The only time I've I've been in a, a pace bus was a half marathon in Melbourne, and I couldn't hang on, so I just I just dropped off, and the guy finished um, about four minutes ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. So I understand. It was supposed that. to be a one yeah. one thirty. Um, 130 half marathon and and I got 128 and I couldn't hang on to the pacer. Okay, that's that's understandable. Yeah, you can yeah, sort of so touch. that's my only experience, you know. And yeah. it's like, ah, well, he's just he's just gone out too hard. And I didn't, yeah. you know. And then yeah. also, Darren, the question I ask is I've seen a few of your marathons. You always seem to start them way too fast, mate. My my advice would be sit um no I'm being I thought, sit. If you, I thought if there was a camera old, there. No, mate. No, no. Forget about <laughs> that. That you pay the price at the end for a fast start. So you, this is what I still do till today, Darren. I like to start about three or four rows behind. I never like to go in the front for that exact same reason, because it burns you. So my advice would be: I reckon you would have got two fifty six easily if you stuck to four ten, four fifteen pace in the first ten k. Well, That's well, just my my opinion. I, I tend I tend to did, but well, when you look at the when, when you were, look at the split, under four minute pace. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were downhill. Some there of them. you go. No, but that's what I'm saying. Even going yeah. downhill can take it out of you, Darren. And this is what yeah. you need to understand: is stick to the pace. And it, it's a subject that even Owen and I touched on in the week. You know, the seeding part of it. This that's what gets a lot of people into trouble. And if you do that at Comrades, this is why the question, the reason I'm bringing this in, Darren, is because if you do this at Comrades, that last 30Ks is going to is gonna be the toughest of your life. 
That's just, that's from that's from yeah. my personal experience. I've done it, and that's why I'm saying to you, my advice would be, especially in these this early phase where you're still learning about the marathon, because the marathon teaches you. Um, it's oh. just just take whatever your goal pace is, stick to it, even go a bit slower than it, and then slowly churn them out. Because yeah, you pay the price. So you you paying the price. You, you can see it in all your races. Yeah, it, it it is it is hard to feel that feel the pace. You know, it's only when you get the the kilometer yeah, tick but, over, and you go, oh, okay. So this but, is it. But most of you, you think, oh, that's good. <laughs> no, Darren, the first four hundred meters, you're running three at three twenty four pace, and you're in the front. You go, what are you doing? <laughs> that's suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I didn't, no, just, I didn't my, intend to, I, and um, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I was pretty close to jumping the start, which, uh, you know, I, mm. I, I felt like I was very close to, you know, <laughs> jumping the start before the hooter. No, it's all yeah. good. Next time I race with you, I'm going to pull you all the way to the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to it. remember that. <laughs> yeah. All good, mate. Well done. But, um, yeah. Sandy, thanks. Yeah, am I good? I'm not interfering with noise. <laughs> okay, um, Darren, I just got one one quick thing to say to you. I think the thing that I was most impressed about once you had finished and I messaged you and asked you, uh, like, are you okay? Because I mean, I knew that you, you know, what you were going for, and you know, your answer was so good in the sense that you said, "I'm disappointed but not devastated." And I think I'll remember those words actually forever. And, and it's such a true reflection on what happens when you just miss something that you've worked so hard for. Um, I mean, we all thought you were going to get it. So did you. And it's, it's just on the day, things happen. And you know what? Your, your response to that was just spot on. Because it's not the end of your running career because you didn't get it. It'll happen the next time. Or when the time is right. And when you've learned enough. And... You know, this long distance running is all about experience, and and you were you were so close this time, but your response saying you know disappointed but not devastated, so well done for that too. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's that is the way I seen it. it it's you know I wasn't crying. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't collapse. You didn't fall over. Oh, you didn't have I, to go off in an amber. <laughs> I was a, I was a bit white as a ghost, and and I and I really could see that was. The lack of hydration, and you know, yeah. I, I did, I did yeah. grab their cups from the table, um, a little bit, but you don't get much out of that. And I end up wearing half of it, and yeah. you know, uh, in, in hindsight, I could have stopped, had their electrolyte, and then got going again, and I would have been better off, maybe. But um, yeah, it, I, I kept thinking, no, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll get my drink at the next one, and. Wasn't there, so yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. and shit and, happens, man. And, and you've got to deal with it on the day, you know. I, I reckon my alpha flies would have given me another 46 <laughs> possibly. <laughs> well, funny you say that because I don't see anyone in alphas anymore, like really, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> everyone's that, wearing vapor That's what I chose that because that was the theory that you know nobody's wearing them anymore, they're a little bit controversial. Um, and you know, I don't want to. I don't want to get my goal time. And someone said, "Oh yeah, but look, what's he wearing?" And and then I, at the start line, they're all wearing them. 
not all of them, of course, but you know, I just it wasn't. Oh, um, this will sound weird me saying this, but on on an elite level, it wasn't a very fast race. Like, was it the men's time was one that. in two thirty, right, mm. Wayne? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like, mm. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't oh, a very that, quick. That's because it's such a hard course. Yeah, it is hard. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> it's, it's a, I hope I don't get lost. Course, it's um round and round and round. But um, Darren, you, you Darren, you need to see the first forty-two k's of the comrades upfront. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can imagine. But yeah. there, there, there was a guy that I from up here that was um, running second, and he was one hundred percent in control. Every time I seen him, he, he just looked like he was moving so easily. And right at the um, in the last couple of k's, um, two guys passed him, and he got fourth. It's like, oh my god, because I could have sworn he he's a shoeing for for second. Can I just uh, like, I uh, wasn't it, but why is the course hard? I don't understand. Like it's a marathon, right? <laughs> no, nah, that like, was just that was just my response to to what you said. That's all. Oh, no, I'm just kind of, I'm asking because like <laughs> I've heard this about a lot of marathons. Like it seems, and oh, oh, people I did find Canberra hard, but even Kipchoge, like mm. Wongo hasn't run New York. And those type of courses, but he's gone to Berlin and all the, like these time trial courses. And people are chasing time trial courses now. You know, no one's really mm. going to run a course with a little bit of a bump because oh, there's a hill. Like it's a marathon, mm. seriously. Oh, mm. Like it's a mm. Sandy, see, like mm. Ladysmith to Bergville, like <gasps> you know, <laughs> Hillcrest oh, Marathon. Like come you on, even go off the road <laughs> on that Ladysmith to Bergville. Like seriously, to now I think we're so used to <gasps> yeah. these manicured races yeah. where mm-hmm. oh yeah i gotta go on a bike path geez that's gonna cost me two seconds well jess trengrove ran 225 on a bike path like it's, you know what i think a lot of the times it defeats us before we get there mm-hmm. and you have a whole build-up for that marathon like people doing rottenness now like we'll get to jackie she knows it's going to be hilly if she's doing that so you go do hills mm-hmm. in your in your 12-week build-up you know what i mean like you don't turn up there and go, oh, there was hills. Like, you knew that. And this is mm-hmm. not at anyone on here. I'm just saying in a general population mm. thing, it seems to be. The, I don't know if you guys have heard that as well. But mm-hmm. we always fall back and go, oh, the Look course was hilly. Look for the easier oh, one. Oh, jeez, yeah. of course it was hilly. Like, you knew well, that you know already. You, well, if you know that you're going to a place where you've got, it's going to be warm, potentially going to be warm. Try training in that, you know, get acclimatized for that. And yeah. Whereas people will, will say, no, nah, it's too warm. They don't go there. And, yeah. You know, no, it's true. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my, like, I could not think anything worse than a track 100K, but I'll go <laughs> oh, run 90Ks no. over hills. And, you know, but some people are opposite. And I think, yeah, it's just one. It's amazing now. I think we've got so much choice that we are now being almost a bit, I don't know, overly picky about oh no that's got twists and turns or oh, that but if you go back 20 years you raced what the race was and that's you know you just had to train for it right mm. yeah oh yeah yeah but if you're like chasing a, a time if you're chasing a time like for me running a sub four i've only ever managed running a sub four at buffs marathon because it suits my style of running because it's kind of a downhill course yeah. And there's very little up in it. And, and I run a downhill better than I run an uphill. So 
it's a lot of uh, gradual down as well, so it's much easier on for me. Um, I've never been able to, but I'm but I'm quite happy to know that, like my my good times on Hillcrest are four twenty. That's okay. So that's what I work around when I go and run Hillcrest Marathon. Yeah. So th- that's that's the difference. Canberra is quite tough in the sense that it's a little bit like Chatsworth. Um, I don't know if anybody's done the Chatsworth um, Ultra, and a lot of it is actually there's a long part of it that's on the highway. You literally run. So it's like on Comrades where you run that long section on the highway. That's it's 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 quite a mind blowing experience. You know when there's almost nothing and you've got to try and find other things to keep you amused. It's really just your your running style or whatever that you've got to concentrate on. So in Canberra, I found with that's exactly it's it's got that one section that's very tough like that, and it's also you you kind of run in circles a lot. So you everything looks like deja vu. Like oh, I was just here. Why am I just here? And then you start thinking, <laughs> have I gone wrong? Am I in the wrong? Am I in the right place? And you start asking people. <laughs> so I found Canberra for me was like I found that it, yeah I did find it difficult in that sense. It wasn't um, just and it's undulating. So you know that you know it's coming. But I think for Darren chasing a, a sub three on that is possibly not a, not a, an accurate measure of of what you were. Uh, capable of a, if it was just a, like Gold Coast Marathon, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 no, the Gold Coast has got, uh, you know, it's only got a little hill, a little ride. Yes. Yeah, um, very little. Yeah. But it's yeah. right in the wrong place and it really knocks people around. Yeah. You know, the, that's, it's, it's <laughs> that's when they go past, this, past the finish line. And, but that's because they don't train for that. Right? Tend to go, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it does have a little psychological effect. You know that they're going past the finish line, and they've got to still tend to case to go. And but that's because they don't—they also don't physically train for, or even mentally. So everything, every bit of training they'll do is they go, oh, "It's a flat marathon, so I'm going to do everything on the flat, and then come race day at 34k. There's a hill, and mm. absolutely capitulate, right? It's mm. probably the flattest hill around too. It's not really. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're yeah. getting sidetracked. It was yeah. just something that came up, like <laughs> yeah. as like based, you almost created a subject there, and it was something yeah. that, and you see it globally. Everyone's doing it, going, uh-huh. "Oh no, just going to go chase this time trial course," and yeah. and yeah, each to their own. That's fine, but I think yeah. if we were if we had less options, yeah. people would adapt and aim for what was required. Just yeah. yeah shouldn't always be about just chasing the time. In any case, running is also about enjoyment. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I just do as the coach says. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> it's taken two years. But yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Jack, so you got a question? Um, Darren, well done. Super well done on a heavy course. Uh, thanks for taking one for the team. Um, I definitely won't take two gastro stops. <laughs> oh, I was fine all the way home on our holiday. <laughs> Didn't have to stop anywhere. <laughs> uh, oh, no. it, it started to be a worry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, so one's enough for me. <laughs> and uh, when, when that sub three bus passes you, Oh, it's such a horrible feeling, isn't it? It's just, you can literally see your time running away from you. But um, 
yeah, it's it's good to some sometimes you manage to get them, but I'm I'm glad you didn't stress when your bottles were missing. Did you find out what happened to your bottles? Oh, well, at the after you do a race and they send you an email and say how did you go and you know yeah. what did you think and everything. So I let them know, and they haven't got back to me yet. Oh no. <laughs> That's annoying. I gather they'll just delete my um, response. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was a bit, it was a bit frustrating. But, yeah. But well, it, it, it has taught me that, you know, that you've got to think of everything. You know, all the I, – I, I, I didn't think their, um, their table placement was very good either. Okay. You know, I, I figured the one at 38Ks was – well, that's, you know, that's like first aid. Yeah. What was wrong with it? What would you have done differently with the, the aid stations? Uh, well, in hindsight, I would have put the um, drop, you know, personal drops um, first. Yeah. But maybe yeah. that's the problem. You know, I'm not into, you know, running these races. Maybe that doesn't work so well. Yeah. But it would have it been. Makes sense. Well, I, I was, there was no one around and I'll coming up the first table so I was calling out my number yep and the girl they didn't know what I was calling my number out for (laughs) 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 I thought because I've been to other races where they 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 see you coming and there's they've got your bottle and they you know make sure it's at the front sort of thing yeah but um yeah but anyway it was probably still in the box yet to be put up or something don't know yeah but that one, one, when you were, Sandy was saying that's quite confusing at Canberra, just yeah. to add to that, they have flags for different distances. So at one distance, you might have three different distance flags. Sure. Okay. Because you're looping around and you're like, that's absolutely, I know I'm not at 9Ks now, but you know, mm. it's, it's just mm. a bit ridiculous sometimes. They should, mm. yeah, but yeah. Oh, anyway, well, well done. we're, we're yeah, not well sure done, if we're guys. going back. <laughs> maybe Pick another maybe one. We've got a point to prove or something, but yeah. Was it your first? Was it your first Canberra marathon? Oh, I did the fifty oh, last you've year. You've done the fifty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and that's where I, I had a different appreciation for the hills. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. Were there many? Were there uh, many crowds? Was with, compared to the previous time that you ran it? Were this was it the same amount of spectators? Um, oh, oh no, there didn't seem to be any COVID effect, but okay. the expo wasn't as nearly as good, and because there was something else happening, and they had to shift the park. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it didn't seem to be a great expo, like. When I went down there the year before, okay, but you know I didn't want to rubbish it. <laughs> but, um, but we, oh no, thanks. Yeah. I look forward to doing it one year. But but that that was business. that was the big thing too for uh, having dinner, and we booked in. Um, we wanted to have dinner at six, and they pushed yeah. it to six thirty, and then didn't serve us till seven thirty. It's like, well, that's. Your whole system. Yeah, that's gone. late. Yeah, that's late because you still want it because you've got to get up early as well and have your nutrition and you know go to the loo, like you said. So. Yeah, and and uh, your system hasn't processed it yet. Yeah. You know, so. 
Yeah. We, so you're taking whatever you've eaten to the finish line with you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, yeah. you can't you oh. can't really but, um, All right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll stand right. down down here because he's enough for me. All right, awesome. <laughs> uh, Sandy. Yeah. Uh, I was quite surprised when I actually had a look back how much running we've actually done since the last time we had an episode. So, so it was, I was, I didn't think I had anything to talk about, but I see um, that going back on my Strava, thank God for Strava, because we actually um, don't have to remember all these things anymore. But Irwin, did you see, I did 32K serious hilly run, like a proper, proper hill 32K. In fact, the one hill was so steep I kind of had to bounce up it <laughs> because I couldn't quite get myself moving forward fast enough. I couldn't run it, that was for sure. Anyway, so I did a really good, um, it, you know, I, and I thought to myself just today when I was looking at that, I thought, you know, those are the ones where they're so tough that they, they actually like really do make you stronger. Um, so I was, yeah, I was quite grateful for that when I, when I look, we did the, 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 21k race last weekend um and i had kind of started thinking that i i didn't i wasn't going to get the sub two so it wasn't that i everybody kept saying oh you got to have self-belief yes i know you have to have self-belief but you've also got to be a realist and i didn't think that i could maintain the pace for that for two hours to get that sub two on a 21k i thought look i'll give it a bash and I'll, I'll keep trying the best I can right to the end. And wow, what a surprise when I actually, I actually felt like I, I, I almost controlled myself too much. Like I kind of wonder if I'd actually pushed a little bit harder, could I have actually done a bit better? Um, so it was quite a shock, quite a shock to me actually that, that and I, I honestly think when I'm thinking back on it now, that it's those hard runs that actually give you that that kind of stamina. Um, to, on the previous yeah. comment, yeah. on the courses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I did better than the last year that I ran it. And I just thought, like, sometimes you you just have to learn to dig deep. And on this, so when we did this 21, uh, last, the last time we ran it, I thought, oh, my word, this is terrible. It's, like, undulating. But they're, like, sneaky hills that are – that just like come up on you and you're like, where did this thing come from? And then when you think it's finished, no, there's another little one. And this time when I ran it and it was in the last sort of four Ks, I thought when I came past the one set of lights, I thought I still had another hill to go and I was at the top. You know what a nice feeling that was? <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. And then it's a big downhill. And then Wayne, I must tell you, uh, I had two Ks to go and I thought, right, I can I'm gonna push and I'm 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 gonna get I'm gonna get this this time. And nice. you just came in my head. I had like this <laughs> mantra that was going on that was like, Righto Wayne, take me to the finish. Let's go to the finish. Take me in. Let's go. Come on, Wayne. Let's go to the finish. And I just thought, how would Wayne be running these last two kilometers? Oh. And I was like, put your body upright, <laughs> book, work hard, <laughs> commit to the time. Get that cadence up. <laughs> hey, and I tell you what, my cadence was spot on. I was so 
please. Like I, I try so hard to get my cadence to that 180. Uh-huh. And um, I often fall short. I fall short at like that 172, 173. And I was, I think, I think if I remember correctly, my average cadence was 179. So wow. I was like, right, I was there. And I was like, oh, I was so, I can't even tell you how happy I was when I ran into that finish of that stadium. Like everybody else had finished. I was the last of my running club to come in. But that never worries me because they were oh. faster than I am. And I know that. But then they were all standing there shouting for me. And I was like, I was like pump, just pumping the air like I was winning. <laughs> and, and they were laughing at me. I was so happy because at the end then I started realizing if I push really hard, maybe I can get an all-time PB. But I don't know if I did because when I got that PB all those years ago, we didn't have Strava. So I'm still trying to find the book where I've got all my times written down. And I think I, I, I just in my memory, I've, it's 155.30. That's what I've always thought it was. And But I don't know the exact time. And I did a 155.40. So I think I might have missed it just by that like sort of 8 to 10 seconds. But I tell you what, that's 15 years ago. So I'm I'm just like, um, I was so excited that I'd actually managed to maintain that pace on the 21K. So, yes, uh, and I do put it down to a, a, a lot of um, different type of work that I've been doing. Um, just, you, you know, sometimes you, you feel like you're getting slower because the work that you're doing is draining your legs, but you have to do it to make them stronger. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and, then, and then when I, I had a little bit of a break before the 21 and and then going into it, I felt really fresh. And as I started, I thought, ah, it's going to be a good day. I feel good. And it was a, you know, that's always a nice, it's always a nice way to start a run. And I re- remember running up the little hill, and I was right with the sub two k bus. And the 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 guy was, he was great. He was like chatting everybody up the hill, telling everybody what to do and how to do it. And I didn't plan to run with them, but I just happened to be around. But then I got stronger and I left them behind. So uh, I was, yeah, I just, I really did. I had a great, great days running. And then um, and then I decided as well that my heart definitely still beats to an African drum <laughs> because there's somewhere, in, I don't know, around in the second loop, there comes a guy, a Kenyan guy running next to me. And he was he was quite a large guy. He wasn't even that small, let me tell you. But he was keeping such a rhythm. And him and I were in sync. And he was also singing um, in, in an African language, like a, a beat song. And I just, I, I just fell into line with him. And we ran for three or four Ks. And... It was just amazing. That man just got me going again, and I did. I had a good laugh. I thought, yeah, it just shows you my heart still does beat to that African drum. (laughs) So (laughs) I actually have – I never got to chat to him afterwards, but I actually thank him. He really got me going at such a good good pace, and it's just so nice to find your groove sometimes. Um, And, yeah, that's that's – so the day went well. Um, And then also in that time I went and I – in the last month I went and tried to – uh, another 5k that sub 25 minutes still eludes me but I'll get it I think I hope um I did 25 36 and we didn't really plan to actually go and do a good hit out so 
maybe one glass less of red wine and I might get it right the next time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, I was, I mean, I'm still pleased that I'm still, you know, I did a 25, 36, so that's okay. Today we ran an awesome 28K. It was so lovely to um, have Chris join us. He's been a long-time listener of the podcast and he, he was on the Goldie and he said he'd love to run with Darren and I. So we just, yeah, I was like, well, let's call the run. We do the border run, which is a nice run to take someone on as a tourist. And we just had a, a beautiful run. We chatted, did so much catch-up. I couldn't even go into everything on, on the podcast, but we really did. It was really good to meet you, Chris. I know you'll be listening to this again. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to when he's coming up to Gold Coast, we'll run again. So we had a beautiful morning. It did put me under a bit of pressure because, of course, Darren was definitely having to run a lot slower to stay with me. I said, look, um, you guys – have to go at my pace, otherwise I can't run with you. So, and but I knew that I had to I keep up a decent pace that I couldn't actually slow down too much. And so, um, I had, we had to move. And of course, Chris is much faster as well. But I think we had a we had a good run. I don't think it frustrated them too much. So, yeah, that was that was great. Um, other than that, yeah, we've I, I just keeping up the training, putting in the mileage, just remembering, um, what. That that like where I'm at with my training. I, I listened to Lindsay Perry so carefully that day that he chatted to us and and I just have to be so careful at my age just to that balance of not doing too much and and obviously doing enough. Um so I'm very much listening to my body so that I don't exhaust it to the point where I can't train. So I'm probably I almost feel like I'm a little bit doing my mileage is just a bit too low I'll try and pick it up a bit more but it also at the same time I'm feeling quite strong so I'm just I'm hoping that it just builds on its own easily and that I don't have to push it to those extra miles um but yeah I'm feeling good and feeling strong and and looking forward to Barossa Marathon next next month that's that's going to be fantastic so I'm not quite sure if I can do that 21k twice at that pace but you know, who knows? If I have another good day, let's fingers crossed and toes crossed, and hopefully we'll get it right. So. Oh, I'm glad you asked, answered what was next, as we didn't even ask Darren what was next. Um, so yeah. we jumped right back to 40k <laughs> today. Uh, no, yeah. nice work. So basically, yeah. based on that, prediction would be two times your half time plus six minutes. You're looking yes. at 401. Basically, yeah. is what yeah. you know yes. traditionally calculators. Right. Wayne and I spoke about this in the week, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, right. and uh, oh, I'm gonna ask the question: How you? How did you measure your cadence? I just had to ask. <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> she what, what you? counting. She was counting. How did you? How did you track it? No, well, it tells you that on Strava what your average <laughs> cadence was. Is that wrong? Is it wrong? Oh, see, no. this is a, no, a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, really? So I must well, have Have you ever heard of when oh. people get a Fitbit and they just shake it and it, like, ticks over? Yeah. <laughs> it's very, so it's based on the algorithm of how fast your arms move, basically. It breaks Sandy's heart Oh, now if, if you you're breaking my heart. If you swing your arm twice, you But you know why I'm telling you is because okay. you're probably going quicker and you talked yourself down. So oh, you can go faster, thing. but you're talking. <laughs> and that's why it comes back to the wearable, because 
If uh -huh. I said, if you weren't wearing a watch, I guarantee you, you would have run that pace. You were like, oh, could I? You would have. Because uh -huh. you probably looked down and were like, oh, no, too quick. But I reckon you've got it in you. That's why. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was just, I must be honest, in the right, right up in the front, I had. So just to give you, uh, just to tell you what I was thinking. So when I started, I was going to do four Ks on and then one K slightly slower and then four Ks on slower. And then mm -hmm. I didn't actually need to do that. So that, that was a good thing. But when I started the first K, I did like five, oh, five fifteen or something like that. And I thought, oh, that was a bit quicker than I'm supposed to be going. So but did it I feel slowed like it. It felt fine. And then, but I thought I better just pull back a little. So for the next two Ks, I pulled back and I thought, no, that's slower than I need to be going. <laughs> so I just picked it up again. And then I literally just, I, a lot of my race, I just actually ran to feel. I really and yeah. truly, and I was feeling good. So I was just, I was, I was pushing, pushing hard, pushing at my pace, but never did I get into oxygen debt or think, oh my, you know, like I'm, I'm running into trouble or it was just, I kept pushing where I knew I was safe. So I wasn't going to blow. Um, yeah. and I kept waiting funnily enough in those last three Ks. Uh, I kept thinking, oh, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? <laughs> you know, like you're waiting for it. And that's when I started talking to Wayne. So for Barossa, yeah. what are you yeah. going to go out in? Oh, I, don't, I haven't, I, I haven't actually, I'm just still like, oh, do I just go and do the, do I just do the same thing again or do I actually I change it? I know it's 405 pace. What? Five. 405 marathon. Oh, 405 marathon pace. I'm like, I don't run four minute case. <laughs> what are you talking uh -huh. about? <laughs> I reckon you can see how you're feeling at halfway. Feels all right. Yeah. Stay with it. Doesn't yeah. then. And yeah. if it feels all right, have a look at 30. But like, yeah. because you've got a quality, you've got nothing to lose, right? You, mm. you, no, you know where you're starting. I've got, I've, I've already, that's it. I started in EBAT and, and I've already, um, I've, I've qualified for comrades. So yeah. I'm all good and on that. You've got plenty of time level. to recover. Yeah. Yep. So yep. you kind of know, yeah. go give it a massive crack. Yeah, like, no, no, I'm going to give it a good bash. I'm go I know I'm going to give it a good bash um, because I know it's a, it's a nice course. The temperatures are going to be good. Obviously, I don't know. You never know the weather conditions on the day. But, that, you know, it all comes together uh, and I'm feeling – like today we ran that 28 and oh, we averaged – I think I averaged 550 at the end of it. And I was – we were talking the whole time. I, like, you know, when I was doing the 21, we were con I, I was concentrating – I wasn't talking, but today we chatted the whole way. I was like, William, I was telling Chris William Toller's story where he says you should always train at chatting pace. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, I can do that. <laughs> so we chatted the whole way and, and I managed at 5.50. Now to do a sub four marathon, I've got to run at 5.42. So, and a, a, quite a couple of the kilometers we did today were at that 5.35, 5.40. So... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I haven't I haven't set it in stone yet. Let's put it that way. But I'm hopeful. So. Okay. Sounds good. Mm. I'm excited to see. I'm living vicariously through you right now. So. <laughs> 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 uh, goodness, yeah. Let's did, see. All right. Did, did you feel fine, Sandy, when you finished the, the half marathon? Today? 
Oh, the half the, marathon. The half it marathon. felt really good. Really good. Be- because I, I remember like, last so year you, were, you weren't too happy. Yes. No, I know. So when I race hard like that uh, and oh, I'm not oh, strong oh. enough, I feel bad. I went yeah. down to cheer you on and you were a bit cranky. Yes. Yes. <laughs> No, I had and and we had we had actually had a bit of a bad morning because I didn't even know if I was going to race and then I didn't even know if I was going to make it there on time because a new dog, a new Labrador twenty month old puppy, whatever, had got hold of Tim's wallet and ate most half of his wallet, credit cards, driver's license, Medicare card, so. We had a, a dog emergency on the morning and, and vomiting up pieces of bloody credit card. And, oh, it was a nightmare, absolute nightmare. <laughs> so then he had to bring her onto the course because I wouldn't let him leave her at home alone because we needed to make sure that all this, all the rubbish passed out of her and it didn't cut her. Oh, anyway, she sat there like a soldier on the side of the road for two hours while I ran. <laughs> it was so sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, she was a good supporter. But I didn't even know if I was going to race, and we had had all that drama on the morning. So I literally got there, managed, I think, one and a half K warm-up and started running. So, yeah, it was quite – anyway, maybe that's a good thing. I didn't have too much time to overthink it either. So just get out there and run. So, yeah, good. Yeah, and that's about uh, it. I, I could throw in another question. You just said you had a one and a half k warm up. Yeah, and and I read somewhere or heard just recently that they were saying, "What are you warming up for on a on a long run? You know, like a marathon." I, I know it wasn't a marathon, but what do you what do you want to warm up for? You warm up in the first one, in the first k. It's like, oh, well, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, clearly never yeah. done that, long, that might be a good idea before. for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Invite that yeah. person on that wrote that, and we'll have a good two-hour chat mm. purely oh, about oh. warm-up and cool-downs, right? Oh, I know where I read it. I'll, I'll find it, and I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, it'll be good. Interesting. I do just feel you just need to shake it out a bit. I don't panic and stress myself stupid if I don't warm-up long. Because I do, yeah, I don't go that fast in any case. So it's not like you guys where you need to do a real slow warm up and then go out speedy. Um, but I do like to at least do sort of two to three Ks and just just to get into it, you know. Um, yeah, I, anyway. I kind of use it like a, a mental thing more, you know. That mm. okay, I'm feeling okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to you know get going mm. instead of wondering how how are you gonna get off the start line. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Wayne? Oh, that's, hey, I think I'm going to switch over to comrades. Um, no, I'm, <laughs> why, why, no, why I'm saying this, right? Is, uh, I'm just super pumped and excited. Today's the 1st of May and we've got 17 weeks to comrades. Um, sure. Exactly 17 weeks. Uh, I'm on a 16 week program. Uh, super excited. I got up this morning. Um, I was up at 3.30, uh, went for a nice long run, just, just an easy, just to see how I'm feeling, very slow. I did, I did a 40K run this morning, um, mm-hmm. just felt so good, just so, um, you know, just, just getting myself prepped for comrades. Um, so everything I'm doing from now, for May, June and July is basically eating, sleeping and thinking of April 28th. So that's, 
I can't wait. Super excited. In case you didn't know, I'm I'm going for my green number. So I'm super excited, super charged. I uh, can't wait for it. Um, another inter- a few interesting things. I've been watching. I've, I love watching <laughs> races, running, and that sort of thing. And I was I was a little frustrated because I was trying to watch the two oceans, and. I asked her and I said, "Oh, can, can you can you see where the speed is? Because I I couldn't, I just couldn't watch the race. And you know, normally you can you can get a live stream of most races, but till this very day, you still can't find anything on the two oceans. The actual, you get a few highlights, but that's it. Um, again, just to make mention of Hadestein uh, and Edith Pansel, those two girls are in a, a different league, a different planet. Um, you know, to go under uh, to break the course record, both of them did." Uh, it's just phenomenal, just amazing, uh, and and obviously looking forward to what they can do in the future. Um, just a little, you know, for me, I like to keep an eye on what's what's happening around the world in running. I don't know if you guys are aware, but just this week, um, oh, the guy who ran Comrades the last uprun we did in 2019, he finished third. He was a Japanese named Nao Kasami, something like that, um, but he. He was actually the world record holder for 100 kilometers. And just this week, um, I don't know if you remember, sorry, about a year ago, Jim Wormsley tried to break it and he missed it by like, um, I don't know, 12, 15 seconds, something like that. Um, but just this week, a young Lithuanian gentleman named Alexander Sorokin smashed the world record. He ran 6.05. Um, mm. And, you know, when I looked at, I got, into, I just Googled him and I had a look at his, his sort of pedigree and what and he, he holds a world record for 24 hours for um, all these multiple mad events. Um, and I was just just surprising. And I, I shot up an email to a few guys from NetBank and just to find out if this guy's any chance of doing comrades because I'd like to see what he can do, you know. Um, uh, he obviously, he's a veteran too. Uh, he's gone 40, but to run 6.05 and smash now is sort of record about four minutes was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, in the same event, uh, Camille Heron and Dominic Stalmakers finished within a minute of each other uh, to finish in 7.39 and 40, which was absolutely amazing. But yeah, um, in terms of going forward, uh, comrades, um, again, uh, yeah, it, it was so nice just to chat. Uh, just uh, day, day before yesterday with Owen, just, just covering uh, comrades and, and different topics of interest. Uh, can't wait, super excited. I know there's so many guys who same thing, all just chatting about comrades. And in talking about the, well, I call this the longest road to comrades. Um, it's now getting real. I don't know if you guys are aware of it because we've been talking about this for the last two years or so. So um, to, to sort of hit that 16 week, uh, 17, 16, 17 week mark now, uh, man, if you haven't got... Uh, you know, you know, butterflies in the tummy, and 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 know that now it's on. Uh, it's just you got to check yourself because it's on. So yeah, super excited. Um, nothing too frantic. I've I've basically had a bit of um recovery uh, for the last um, few weeks. I've just enjoyed a nice break, recovery break, um, and basically getting freshened up for for this block that's to come. So super excited. Can't wait. Um, August twenty eighth. That's me on. So. You won't race anything now, Wayne? It's just purely training mode? Yeah, purely training. So I've got um, basically, I am doing the Gold Coast Mountain because I had that entry last year. I won't race it, but um, uh, like I said, 
Um, that's in about nine weeks. So that'll all be leading up to it. Um, and then, like I said, I'm on a strict program, which starts today. And um, yeah, we're sort of building up nicely. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've got, I've entered, I've probably entered about two or three races, but I won't be racing any of them because my goal is August 28th. So race is all done with. So yeah, just basically do that on the program, um, build up nicely. And then obviously leading to some sharpening in the last six weeks or so. And then, yeah, watch the space. <laughs> and um, so goal co- and something like that, do you, yep. you've worked out, I know we spoke about it during the week, but um, your long runs, how does that fit in? Like, do you pump that up a bit or do you do something the day before or after? No, so essentially what I'll be doing using those will be basically, uh, like I said, <clears throat> I'm, I'm slowly building um, I did it in the last phase, but in this one, I, the, the long run, I build them slowly. So I keep close to that aerobic threshold. But because Gold, Gold Coast is flat as a pancake, you can obviously, you can play with that quite comfortably. So because I'll be developing, I know it's it's going to be building nicely. That long run will slowly become faster, if you understand what I'm saying. It, it, uh, it basically, um, with the same effort, so I'll have a power meter on me and a heart rate monitor, and I know exactly where I need to be, but essentially just use that uh, as a training run. Essentially, when I do, um, like I'm planning on doing, you'll see it in four weeks time, I'm doing Noosa, but the same, I'll do the exact same thing at Noosa. Um, I'll use it um, to just, you'll see purely to gauge where I'm at, because I've been doing, I have been doing long runs, um, but uh, recently, like today, I did a long run, but uh, very, very easy. Like uh, I went out at 120 something beats per minute, I knew. Uh, you know, there was no real, you know, n- not pushing anything. So real good. And essentially that that's what we'll be building on it slowly. Uh, so I'll use Noosa just to see where I'm at again. Um, and then, yeah, you know, build up slowly towards that uh, 60K long run mark. So that's the plan. Cool. And the plan and... I'm on is super exciting. So I, I, because it's fresh. So that's what's got me real pumped. And in terms of, um, again, uh, we spoke about it in a week, but getting away for a bit of a block and like, have you looked at that option again? Yeah, it's not easy uh, sort of, you know, um, planning ahead because I've, I've missed so much work. <laughs> so essentially, um, that, that's bothering me. Um, so I have committed to that up until the last six weeks. And in that last uh, six weeks, I'll be sort of uh, plugging towards the end of my program because um, I've got a, a big build up in terms of um, like a heel block uh, yep. session that, that I can finalize in that because I, I need time just to uh, get that done. And just a little bit of a plug because I was going to try and draw Darren and Sandy in because uh, we've got one session that is going to be held done in Kanangra, which is <laughs> which is not far from Sandy and Darren. So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, basically that's where it's at. Though. And so um, I haven't uh, looked at the idea of possibly going out, going away, like altitude and uh, doing that sort of thing. But uh, no, I've, I've sort of got, I didn't, that, that couldn't happen. So we'll wait and see what happens. But um, still super excited. Cool. When do you... Um your your long run that 60k long run do you do that mm-hmm. about five or six weeks out from comrades um, 
Yeah, so the last one, the rule is generally generally about five, uh, five four yeah. weeks at the latest, you know, do that out. Mm. Uh, but I'll be doing a few longer ones, Sandy. So obviously we'll be doing okay. a few 50s, 55s, 60s. Uh, yeah. But, the, the, you know, the, the, that last one, yeah, generally about five, four or five weeks out. And and mm. obviously, <clears throat> because I haven't been doing much heel work, I'm starting to incorporate a lot of heel work in that. I was telling Owen in the week that uh, very important not to forget that you need to incorporate a lot of strength work. So I've been working on mm. that phase now for the last couple months. Uh, just strengthening mm. up the quad, strengthening up the legs, strengthening up the the core, um, mm. just getting it ready for for hill press to Durban, you know. So yeah, so, um, that that's I've spent a lot of quality on that, and I can actually feel that now when I do a hill, like Darren was saying now, you know, uh, like when I do a hill, I attack a hill. I don't I, I don't say there's a hill coming. I say yeah, come come baby, let's go. Mm. So <laughs> I, I like to attack a hill and say. Let's get into this, you know, and then I, I run over the top. Like Fordyce says, always run over the top. So I run over yeah. the top and I say, I got you, sucker. So heel doesn't scare me at all. So I've learned to mm-hmm. to lap them up. But, of course, if you do your heel work block, uh, which we've chatted about on the show before, if you can do a solid six to eight week heel work block, uh, heels don't scare you. You you can mm-hmm. you know how to attack them. You know how to approach them, run over the mm-hmm. top of them like you're feeling up. Yep, that was good. That was good. I can mm-hmm. handle the next one. But I need to feel like that um, at the business end. So that's that's what the build-up's been about. I've had three years to work this mm-hmm. out. <laughs> hmm. So is there, to answer your question, Sandy? Five yes. Six, uh, yeah, yeah, six yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it be. Because Darren and I are hoping to um, tap into the Brisbane um group that are running you know they do they usually do a long run um mm-hmm. at that stage and we're hoping that we can just you know get hold of digger and and try and figure out where they do it because i know they do it up in mount tambourine some some can I, that's that's what i was telling you that's, oh is that the one that you're talking about yeah, okay that's Digger, okay. Digger's run. so they yeah they're basically yeah. coordinating that run in Kananga, which is okay, mount lovely tambourine. okay yeah. so that's still hap- that's happening this year as well Okay. I'm not Perfect. sure if the date's finalised, but it's generally about 50 to 55 Ks. Excellent. Okay, Darren, you hear that? But that's like yeah, five when, weeks. When, yes. when are you saying that is? About five weeks out it's from Comrade. Oh, yeah, okay. Five, six weeks, yeah. somewhere there. I'm not sure where, when, but, um, yeah, I've done so it. So it'll be sort of twice. It's sort of mid to end July. Weekend. Yeah. Yes, it's, uh, no, it's no, no, no. Owens hit the nail. It's, it's just after Gold Coast. So. Yeah, just after. Because Gold Coast is six weeks, so that would be five weeks. Okay. Yes, um, When's Gold Coast Marathon this year? It's fifth, it's sixth, third, seventh, somewhere around there. Yeah. Third or fourth of July. That'll be seven weeks you mean, now from Comrade. You, you haven't got it on your calendar in, in front of you? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> How is it? Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm not doing it, so um I'm giving that one a miss. I'll come and watch it's Wayne. Not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy because it's a, yeah, it's quite quite demanding. It's huge. Yeah, yes, I believe like so. In fifty mm. in fifty five Ks you've got about thirteen, fourteen hundred meters elevation. So a lot of climb. Wow. Okay. A lot of climb. Yeah. Okay. And you you, well, you should be feeling stronger. What what race are you in um, at Noosa then, Wayne? The half or the full? The Noosa Marathon. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're doing the marathon. Yeah. I'll be up there too, so don't don't hold me back at the start. Oh my goodness! <laughs> You're doing the marathon. I'm standing on my shoes. <laughs> the marathon. I, I'm not. I'm not actually sure. I'm just entered in the marathon, but oh, it'll be Tina's call. What we do, but it'll, it'll you know be part of training. Is training? You're going to go for sub three? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I fell off the chair, so I'm just getting back up. Again. No, I was, just, I was just having a joke with you. You're going to hold me back. So you're going to Noosa or you're not going to Noosa? Yeah, no, we're going to Noosa, but um, because it was all pre-booked and everything, and, um, you know, it'll just be up to what Tina wants to put in the training and we'll t- treat it as a training run as well. And, um, hmm. oh, this we'll, is going to be the... Ultimate test. I can't wait. This will be the next episode <laughs> chat. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But no super shoe. That's going to be the best way to control you, I reckon. Just put the heavies on. <laughs> you know, actually, actually, actually bought some new shoes with no carbon in them. Start next you to know, the sub four bust is going to be the only way to control you, I reckon. Uh-huh. You know, oh, Darren, the guy who broke this 100K record last week. Alexander, he, he, this was running a track, by the way. Sorry, guess what shoe he had on? <laughs> oh, the vapor fly, did he? Alpha fly. <laughs> Alpha fly. There you go. See, on the track. So it's not about yeah. Anyway, all good. That's another topic. Good fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a local guy that's going to do the half, and I, I thought, well, if if Tina says so, then I'll I might just um, run along with him. So we're just going to see what see what happens. I'm very confused, but anyway, I'll figure <laughs> this out myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, never mind. Yeah. Um, cool. Nice one. Jax? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm happy just listening to you all. <laughs> so what have you been up to? I don't, I don't have any races to talk about. Sorry. I don't have any races to talk about. I haven't entered any. Um, so I'm in the build-up for the Rotto Marathon coming up in, is it six weeks? And then 100K World Champs, hopefully with selection in 17 weeks. So in the middle of nowhere, really. So just to, trying to tick all the boxes, going to the Cairo, going to the physio. Um, I got an updated strength program. Um, and I started, we started to incorporate some hills for some hill specific training for Rotto, um, which isn't a main race, but I want to give it a good push out and, um, yeah, just being, she's dropped out, coming back from down south, but, um, jump back in when you're ready, Jax, um, there she is. Can you hear me now? Yep, well, you're back. <laughs> Sorry, we're driving. So we, we've added some hill-specific training um, for Rotto. Uh-huh. Um, we added that this week. And, um, yeah, just just listening to the body, I was saying. You know, if I'm, if I'm tired, I've, just, I've skipped a day. Um, even today I got to 24K, so I wasn't feeling it, so I just stopped. I can do it later. You know, it doesn't normally happen, so I'm just going with it. And up until this week, 
up until well this week um i've been solo parenting for about two weeks so i've just been trying to fit it all in and um some days just burning the candle at both ends as well so you know just trying to fit it all in time wise and um energy energy wise um but yeah just plodding along looking probably looking for a 10k um yeah and uh, with the with the cooler mornings i've really been enjoying the, the cooler mornings in perth and um just thinking back to thursday i had a, a good tempo run and i felt great i got progressively faster um I, there was a guy that i managed to chase because speedy was overseas she went to hawaii and then she got the COVID. so i've been doing my, my speed session solo so luckily there was a guy to chase for the last lap and a half um and i, I, was, I was feeling pretty good and then I stopped my watch and my VO had increased again. So I think I'm in, I'm in good shape. It's increased, what is it, two, three, three points in the last three weeks. So I think the combination of rest and um, resting when I need to and, and this consistency, maybe the cooler mornings as well. Mm. Yeah. So no, you're definitely in great shape. Yeah, thanks. I'm feeling good. No niggles. It's good to go to the physio uninjured, you know? Mm. Yeah. So what do they work on when you go to the physio and you're uninjured? <laughs> so this last, <laughs> so um, she'll just, she'll, I'll feel fine, but Lee normally finds something. So she'll okay. find, she'll find yeah. where I'm tired. Um, and she, you know, I might need a needle here or there. Um, and it's yeah. just about flexibility. She'll, they'll just, you know, just flex and just see where, you know, just stretch your leg and see where your, your flexibility is lying. Um, yeah, yeah. just um, maybe find something before it becomes a problem or you might be tired somewhere and say, you know, like my, my, my glutes or my hip flex is pretty tight and they'll just do some stretches and, you know, just, it's a bit of a service. It's like a car service. And um, this, this week I went to... Uh, get my updated strength program because um, it ran out and um, it, just before the my race. So I've been a bit naughty. I've just been I've been working on the last program and I've only been managing one strength session a week. So I thought I better adults. So I got my updated program and I just, we just need to do it twice a week. That's the thing with running specific exercises. You know, you just you don't have to do a lot. You just need to remember to do it. Yeah. It only takes 30 to 50 minutes, so there's no excuse really. But I can definitely feel since since um, starting with the strength training program, the the recovery after a race, um, it's it's been it's improved, and I can I can definitely feel the benefits of it. So I recommend to anyone who hasn't started to to go to their physio and, and to get a program. That, um, you get an app, they send it to you with all the program, your program and videos, because I didn't know what I was doing myself. And it took me, what, like 10 years of running to actually go and get a strength program. <laughs> so I've been winging it up, up until this year or last year. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, thanks. And we can we can definitely see you, you um, Strava's you know, your pace is just incredible. 
Oh, thanks, Darren. I thought of you yesterday. I was chasing a, a hill, a hill crown, and um, during my warm up, I went up the hill and then I pushed it slightly. And then after I had some reps, and then afterwards, I went back up the hill to get the crown, but I already got it. I got it on the first one, so I didn't have to go back up. <laughs> but then I was four seconds off the mail, so I really wanted to go back, and then my, uh, I didn't. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, go, on, go <laughs> so, and take the mail one. I know. <laughs> so I just think of you and your, your crown, your segments. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's like yeah, a bit frustrating. <laughs> But um, but it's given me a little target, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So yeah, feeling good, which is great. Nothing to complain about, which is always good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. I've got, I've got no questions. I'm good. <laughs> ja, Wayne. No, all good, man. Cool. Yeah. I'm Stand down, Jax. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, well, I've got really nothing overly exciting to talk about. I'm just in a little bit of a training cave. Um, yeah, just been keeping it kind of low key. I think, you know, our WA in general is opening up. I know that there's people again all over the place who will raise their eyebrows, but um, we are um, behind a little bit. But yeah, so I think it's just about living with things like Wayne talking about dodging COVID uh, for Runified, kind of in a similar spot, but I don't have Runified. Um, yeah, just kind of, if we don't have to go somewhere, don't, you know, don't really go. I said this to Wayne again off record during the week and just really been enjoying um, where the running is at. And it's, I suppose, my little personal motto is like, I'm just practicing at the moment and just really enjoying the practice. Um, like, yeah, would love a hit out. We had one plan, Bunbury, like I mentioned in the previous episode, didn't happen. Um, but at the same time, not just going to jump in for the sake of jumping in. Like, um, I get emotionally invested, let alone the physical side. So I know that that is the race. We go bloody hard at it, throw the kitchen sink, rebuild and go again. So I'm not just going to wake up tomorrow and go, oh, I'll go do this because I want to run a marathon, right? Like if I'm not in it, I'm not doing it. Um, so at the moment, it's just about, it's about safe, <clears throat> safe progression. So mileage like is sitting at about 120 K weeks, but it's safe, like not feeling or touch wood, hug a tree, um, not fatigued, like did 40 K last Sunday, did the recovery run the next day. And it felt like it was, you know, a 20k long run. So um, everything is just gradual progression. Last block, you know, one of the big workouts was 17, 90 seconds. This week I've got 25. Um, so we don't go to the well. Like I don't generally go to the well for sessions anyway because I'm a firm believer that every session is a layer and, you know, it's one rep is in your last rep. So, yeah, just taking things away. Nutrition is so dialed in. Um, like competition nutrition and daily nutrition. Um, like I could turn up to a race tomorrow and know exactly when I'm taking a gel and yeah, no problems with it. So hopefully if I race, that works out the same way because you never know. It could get an upset stomach 
after five minutes and your dialing in goes out the window. But um, yeah, that's just what it's about. A um, few balls in the air, to be honest. Like I literally have people probably asking every second day what I'm training for. Um, so to put it here, like I said before, I'm not just going to jump into something. Um, also, no, I think last year's Gold Coast taught me about investing so much um, and get the positive out of it. So, yeah, as soon as I know, you'll know, or everyone will know, um, there's a couple of halves coming up in the next few weeks. So I'll possibly drop mileage like in the next few weeks and go at something. But yeah, it's, it's just about training, loving the training. Had an awesome long run this morning um, with like two 20-minute blocks in it. And yeah, so I think I've waffled on a bit, but um, just gradual, gradual progression is probably where I'm at. Nice, mate. Have you entered Comrades Hill? Oh, yeah, I entered because I already had one. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> but again, like with like Comrades Pacific... Yeah. Uh, I'm still not like the the later I can't get a marathon, the more yep. likely it doesn't happen, because um, I'll be wanting to race a marathon in the next five weeks to go to comrades, because I'm not racing a marathon after May. Like yep. my personal rule, I just personally don't believe that you should be racing a marathon after May. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just because of the recovery to then train again, like. I don't know. We spoke about it again on the episode the other day. Um, you're into that phase where Comrades is your number one goal and the marathon can wait. So if I don't get one in the next six weeks or so, then I'll be looking to get one around that time of the year. Okay, so Barossa Marathon, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So many variables, though, like Sandy. Like, look, I, I went to school there, so like, it's an easy one to yeah, know yes. the city, like the back of my hand. Exactly. I just, I personally, like Darren, kind of proved my point with the variables of going to an interstate or international race, where you know, like comrades, we said, get there as early as possible. Same with the marathon. If I'm getting there on the Friday, Saturday, hmm. like, I just a bigger person as well. Like I'm six foot two or three. Mm. I mean, like um, sitting on a plane for three and a half, four hours. Mm. Um, And look, I'll be honest. If I'm turning up to a marathon tomorrow, I'm giving it a fish like shake. Like for sure. I'm throwing the sink, right? Like, um, so yeah, like, look, it's, I'll be honest. It is a ball that's in the air because I know it so well. And I got mates there. I could, I got accommodation at the drop of a hat. Um, yeah. yeah, so it'd probably okay. be the number one draft pick out of all the options. Noose is the same day. Mm. Um, yes. That that's was. on the Saturday. On yeah. the last episode, like, I was going to Noosa. Um, mm. And then I was like, wow, well, you know, you got to fly to Brisbane. Yeah, it's a long flight. Like, yeah. You know, it's, like, that's a lot more seven, traveling. Six hours. Um mm. Got a training camp on the Gold Coast coming up next week, so that'll ah. be good fun. Um, Getting there next Monday morning for a week. Ah, cool. Oh, you guys live <laughs> on the Gold Coast, so <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm loving. So, uh, 
I was going to just rock up to your run, but I thought it'd surprise you now. And, uh, <laughs> I thought you'd be there for a so, week. So I'm in Perth this next week, and then you're on the Gold Coast. For sure week. Am. <laughs> cool. So, uh, We're going to be sick of each other. <laughs> I know. So that'll be good fun, like just to get away for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah Are you excited no about your running at the moment? Oh, I love it. Like, okay. honestly, I, oh, I couldn't tell you how I just love it. Um, okay. Because, yeah. Even like I used to hate Monday recovery runs yeah. and I'll probably hate it tomorrow, but even just that, like, I, oh, yeah, just absolutely like pumped over it. Um, nice. It's, I think it's the little things, you know. I look at what 2400s and I go, what the hell is that? And but then you get to the end of it and it's, yeah, and then you get to this week, we're doing 25. And so it's little things, you know, that just make me mm. excited mm. over it. Um, yeah. So to answer cool. your question in a long way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it's cool because I can see you like ticking boxes, ticking boxes, doing all the things, doing, you know, I, I can see every little bit is planned and you're doing everything you need to and you're just getting faster and it's all working. And, and that's why I just wanted to know, are you, are you excited about it? Are you because we watching it, and I mean, you're just really achieving, and you're really doing well. So, but I just wanted to make sure that you're still enjoying it, and you're still excited about the fact, of, and you you realizing how well, you know, like the little wins, like you say, that that they're happening all the time. So. Yeah, I think you kind of have to, right? Because yes. you know, you can say, "Oh, I'm just going to train," but the reality is, eventually, the like the string snaps and you you need something there. Um, yep. So, yeah, just a little wins to – and, look, I could just go out and do a park run. But then you go, oh, you know, then I should have just jumped on a 5K program at the same time. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but then if I am doing comrades, I'm going to have to come down eventually to go up because I know now, like, I've done 1,800K a year today. And I normally go into comrades previously with like a thousand five hundred. So mm -hmm. if we comrades is in August, mm. you know, I'm probably going to add on another, geez, twelve thousand or so, twelve hundred. So then I'm going to comrades with like almost double. So that's the Wayne and I had this conversation the other day. How do you manage that now going in with double the amount of mileage because the year is longer? Um, yeah few little mm. things that you kind of we all have to think about right um yeah. the ups and downs of the august date uh, i think that's one of the challenges because i don't think i could stay up from here until august like i know i couldn't actually i'd have to come mm. down eventually even if it's for two weeks or mm. you know and then kind of gradually build up again mm. But nice. if if you don't have a big hit out, you'll you, you'll build up again a lot easier. Yeah, but I tend to find I need to like rock bottoms will be not the right phase. But if I do a half, I'll come back okay. Like I probably need the marathon or some like the clear out and just clear the decks, and then absolutely start like. Not from absolutely learning to walk again, but to going, you know, 90 minutes, hour, like, you know, 
two hours, that kind of thing. Whereas if I did a half in two weeks' time, I'm going to go back to like probably three hours again. So mm-hmm. that's my per like just me personally. Like a lot of people, and I think because I'm bigger, it like I my legs just will get smashed, and it will take me a long time to recover. Whereas, say you or Wayne, um, you're smaller in stature. You probably your body doesn't get as that belting. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think just being heavier set putting the load through more impacts me more, like the longer I go. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I mean, every, everybody's it's amazing how everyone has different sizes, shapes and everything. And but they still can manage to hit the same targets at the end. Yeah. Getting, getting there in a different, a different way, you know, like your, your, your stride must be so much more than mine. I yeah. imagine you'd be 1.5 meter stride, would you? Mate, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Oh. <laughs> For me, it's about putting one foot in front of the other and making sure we don't fall. Um, <laughs> but you, you see yeah. that on Comrades Day, like there's people you see and you go, oh boy, like you're going to be feeling it and next minute they're getting a bull rowing. Like mm. you see it all, don't you? Like, And I see it when people look at you, people look at you going, oh, this guy's just learning to run. Like, it's, and that's the beauty of our sport is that um, any shapes and sizes can do it and it just comes down to consistency and your training at the end of the day, but, um, yeah. Yeah, endurance. Yeah, so watch the space, see how we go. Few balls in the yeah. air, um, but yeah, if it, if it do line up somewhere, it'll be we're given a red hot crack. Um, and uh, I don't know the whole pacing part as well. I'm not pay, um, like the seeding part as well, right? Like that's probably at the forefront as well. So mm. yeah, so just keep, don't uh, shut the door, Sandy. It might be a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I never shut the door on you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Anything's possible, right? Um, all right. So we would jump into a quick new segment. Um, so we thought we would uh, help our fellow first-timers, as we have uh, our world-famous one out here. Um, and we did the question and answer in the week, which was pretty handy. But we thought we'll just throw out some obscure suggestions that you know, people might not have told us until our first comrades and things that you learn. And this is how we learn, right? Um, so I think the rest of my fellow panelists kind of know what I'm asking them to do, but I'll go first to give them a bit of an idea if I think that'll be beneficial to them. Um, so my one is practice your walking. And I don't necessarily mean that in your run. I mean in your daily life, and I think Sandy will get what I mean here, but if you go to the shop, walk fast. If you go for a walk along the beach, walk fast, you know, because on Comrades Day, every step you take is moving forward. And when you're not running, you're walking, but you're walking fast. So you need to learn how to do that. 
So your partner might get very annoyed with you if you're going window shopping on a Friday night, but <laughs> always like practice walking quickly and with a purpose because then when you turn up to comrades, because you're going to walk, like, and anybody who says they can't other than Wayne and maybe Jackie here, you're going to walk. So walk with a purpose wherever you go. And the second one I found, and I think a few people have as well, suck on a lolly or a throat lozenge at some point from 50Ks on. And why I'll tell you this is because you're breathing in very heavily for a lot of us previously for, you know, 12 hours. And you're also putting a lot of cold drinks in. So what that tends to do is it starts to cut your throat. And when you're sitting back on that Sunday night ready to tuck into a nice steak or a burger and a beer, Mm. you're not going to be able to (laughs) swallow it because your throat's cut up. And I've learned that the hard way in my first comrades when I ordered a burger through room service and I couldn't swallow it because my throat was cut up. So pack a couple of butter menthols or some kind of lozenge or lolly and start sucking on them from at least 50 Ks onwards. Um, Yeah. So that's just my little gold nugget on this episode pack a couple of throat lozenges if you want to enjoy your burger and beer that night. <laughs> what do you think, Sandy? You follow me Very good tip. Very <laughs> good tip. I've never even thought of that, but it's, it's seriously mm-hmm. that your throat is so, so, I think, Wayne, we remember we run for double the time that you run. <laughs> <laughs> it's hours and hours more of sucking air through your throat. I don't know what it is, but you end up with such a sore throat at the end of it all. Um, yeah. Very good tip, Erin. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> and my last one is keep, don't take too long to try and keep yourself cool. So even if you think that it's not hot, your body temp is heating up, right? And the one that I tended to go with, again, being a bigger person, at every table in the second half, I'm grabbing four waters. So that's one on my legs on the front, one on the back, one over my head and one to drink. Nice. And that was my go-to. Like, it was clockwork. And I got to the finish. I hugged somebody and they actually said, oh, you're freezing. And for me, I took it as a win because I was I didn't overheat. Yeah. And I was out there for 11 hours, 42 minutes, right? So you so regulated your body temperature well. You got, And I'm a big mm. sweater. I do not hide behind that. I could run to the post box and I'm going to start dripping. So <laughs> especially in August, we don't know what's going to happen. Start cooling mm. yourself early because if it's too late, it's too late. Mm-hmm. So those are my three. Um, so that might have given you guys a bit of a lead in. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go from most experience. So we'll go to Sandy. Okay. I'm going to share one that, uh, that, that someone shared with me on my first comrade and I, I, I kind of took it with me the whole way. And that was those little white minivans that you see a lot of on the day coming past you. They are not taxis to Durban. Do not get on one of those white buses. (laughs) 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 And I remember because it can be pretty tempting when you see those little white buses coming past and you are feeling exhausted and it looks very comfortable. But... 
I can tell you, just take one look at the faces of the people on those buses and then really decide whether you need to get on one of those buses or whether it's just at that point that you're feeling you need to get on a bus because most of the time you'll get over it. So, right, remember the white minivans are not taxis to Durban. Don't get on one of those unless you're in big trouble and someone's telling you that you literally cannot carry on. Um, the other one is um, for novices, especially, first run, especially. If you're in trouble at any stage of your race, find yourself a green number person and ask them for help. They will be extremely happy to help you they i know being a green number and wayne will be in be there this year they're quite happy to to lend a hand and help any novice to get through to the end and if not anything else get them going again so if you're in trouble that green number will do all your they'll recalculate for you they'll encourage you they'll work with you to get you going again and it's a very important thing to remember on the day because at some point you are going to feel you're going to have self-doubts as to whether you're actually going to make it. If you, Depending on where you're running, obviously this is not at Wayne and Jackie's level, um, but when you're running back of the pack, you will, you'll have moments. And, and if you're in trouble, if you saw, if something, speak to, speak to an experienced runner. Don't pick on another novice. That's that's not going to be a good thing um, because they're also going to be feeling bad. So rather find a, a green number who you know has run the thing at least 10 times. Um, so for me, that's that's another a, a very important thing to remember. And then thirdly, lastly, um, plan your pre-race morning really well. Your nerves will get the better of you on the morning as a novice and – Trust me, the craziest things will happen that you never saw coming. Like, literally, I locked myself in my apartment. Many of you have heard the story, and I couldn't get out, and I couldn't find my keys. And simple things like that will happen. So whether it's that you ask someone else to help you, um, to keep everything in line so that you've got all your checks in place, or whether you've got it written down, or but give yourself enough time, not just the day before either, just to think through everything that's going to happen on the morning and just make sure that everything is in order because you think you've prepared because you've done so many races in your life before, but comrades is a different beast and trust me, you get extremely nervous on your first morning. So have it well prepared. Yeah, that's, that's me, Erwin. I'll, uh, I'll just add out, I won't be, well... I'm not in, intending to be sexist, but find okay. a female green number. <laughs> and that is, I'm telling that is the best person to follow. And if not, you can't find that, a female who do it going for their green number. Yes. Because yeah. they are the most that's driven right. person in the world. Yes. <laughs> I remember that's, I think you telling me that. And <laughs> my last one, I had a yellow female. Yeah. So I knew she was getting there. Hell, have no fury. She was yeah. doing it. So, yeah. No, thanks, Sandy. Yeah. Okay, cool. uh, Wayne? Well, I've got some three quick and easy ones. And like I say, I've, I've, I've done all of these, so I know exactly they definitely do work. First one is um, make sure, because it's cold in the start of the morning, 
especially for the down run. Um, and because she's starting at 2,000 feet up at Marisburg, um, man, don't be afraid to take something, some old clothes or, you know, a bin bag or something that you can throw away. So take that. Very important. Just keep yourself warm um, and chuck it away. You know, once you get, get going and you feel warm enough, uh, you can chuck it away. Um, secondly, very important. Um, at work, I work with mechanical equipment and what happens to mechanical and moving parts? <laughs> if you don't lubricate them, it's going to break down. It doesn't matter what you do, what you say. So very important, let Vaseline become your best mate, especially with comrades. Don't be afraid to lube up, okay? It's a big one. Um, chuck it everywhere, between the legs, uh, under the arms, over the breasts, the nipples, sorry, for, for males, um, you know, chuck it everywhere. Um, and along the way, there's always people that have, you know, obviously you can ask someone um, at the aid stations. Um, so lube, very important. Third one that I thrive on, uh, very important. And a lot of people I run with, they, 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 they pick it up because they say, man, this is amazing. Um, interact with the, with the crowd. Don't be afraid to interact with them and, and feed off them, you know. Uh, the one thing I like doing is, um, uh, and I, I do it all the time with comrades and it works, uh, pick pick someone, like for me, I, I pick ladies, obviously, uh, especially the older ladies, the more senior ladies. Um, I basically look at them and I, I blow a kiss at them and, and they get they get supercharged and they stand it back and I feed off that energy. Uh, and, and I do that for most of the way to Delvin and, and it seems to work. So those are my three little tips. Wear something at the start. Uh, that you can throw away to keep warm, uh, lubricate uh, Vaseline, don't be afraid to lube up, and, and interact with the crowd and, and feed off them the energy, especially in the, in the long times. That's it. And I think especially with the warm uh, layer, don't take it off too soon. Again, that was something that was shared with me. Is yes, keep it yeah. on for keep a, it on until you, if you, you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I took mine off at uh, Umlas Road, the last down run. Um, yep. And again, I was still pretty cold. So keep it and find a kid like there's a lot of homeless people find them and give it to them give it to them um, again it's you just you're paying it forward right yeah. and you spot on there Owen because when you actually get off the top of the polys and you go down polys and you come down at that low point it's brutally cold down there too mm. um, so like you say you know keeping it to a large road maybe that's that's a real good point yeah, I remember I saw people shedding on polys, and then it's almost like they were going to run back to try and pick it up when we started climbing. Yeah. Um, and I remember Richie Russell saying to us, Sandy, is uh, run up and out. Like, you know, look at people and thank them if they're giving you a water or yes, handing you yes. something, like, because it takes away your focus. Um, so it. that was something that he mentioned to us, was always run up and out. Jax, you got something for us here? Yeah. Yep. Um, with regards to the road, um, just be aware of the cat's eyes. You know, those cat's eyes, the reflective little squares. Um, you know, because people sort of get drawn to run in the middle of the road and then you start shuffling. And I know someone who fell up, who um, nicked the, the cat's eyes twice at Comrades, fell twice. Um, so just something to keep your eyes out for. Um, also to run, try and run your, the shortest path, 
otherwise and if you're bouncing across the road and you know you're not running because you you're losing your concentration you're going to run comrades plus an extra k you know if you're bouncing all over the road so try and run the shortest path and the third one you know you, you guys have mentioned how cold it is at the start but um, also don't forget to apply sunscreen because as cold as it gets it's you know i got terribly burned running the, in the last hour and and especially the slower runners you aren't there for much longer so don't forget the sunscreen well, that went a lot better than we thought it did. So we all, we'll keep chipping away at them, guys. And uh, nice. hopefully, Darren, you're building up a bit of a dossier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and I, I like the idea of the throat lozenger. You know, the, a bit of a, a sugar intake as well, I guess. That's it. Something e easy to... Um, you don't have to swallow it because at that state later in stages you, you're not wanting to swallow anything spot on yeah yeah all right well sandy just ducked off she's jumping on airplane um nice so i think that might be it we'll keep it under sub two hours yeah uh all right guys we'll uh catch up later on in the month jack's drive safe um continue doing what you're doing thank you um well done darren um Thanks. thank you good luck with wayne at noosa um, he's going to tap you on the shoulder, mate. So uh, we'll <laughs> report back in a month's time. Yeah. I'll speak to you guys later. All righty. Cheers. 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 Cheers.